on this episode of AV Week, paying attention to who was representing you in Congress. Yamaha has a brand new conference system, and China holds the very first trade show for AV in quite a while, with over almost 200,000 attending virtually. All that and more, next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 472, recorded Friday, September 4th, 2020. Come together. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. And by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, you know her as Melissa Dillman. She is from Starin Marketing. Welcome, ma'am. Hello, sir. Uh, and I think I'm legally obligated to mention the fact that Starin is also part of the Midwich Group. Not really, but it's, it's, it's a larger organization and globally now. Melissa is global. God help us all. Also <laughs> with us from Art Media Group is my buddy, Mr. Eugene Babio. How are you, sir? Thank you, Tim. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to point out that, that you're, if you're not watching the video, Eugene is, is making a, a very nice uh, reference uh, to our, uh, not, I, I don't know. I didn't know Chadwick Bosman, but I certainly appreciated his work. Uh, so he's yes. got a very nice background, from, Lovely background. From, Thank you. from Black Panther. So, uh, all right, let's kick this off here with the, the first story. Um, none of us, and I, I, I will say the royal none of us, have been to a trade show since quite possibly ISE, Integrated Systems Europe. Uh, happened in February this year. However, if you were in China this past week, you may have very well gone to a trade show. Pro Light and Sound uh, supposed to be happening in Germany. Uh, the Chinese uh, extension of that happened. Uh, it's August 18th uh, and 19th of the, I'm sorry, August uh, 21st through 24th of this week uh, of last week. 41,000 people attended this show in person. At the end of August, granted it was in China, but the other part I want to point out here is the fact that it had over 100,000 virtual streams, actually 165,000 virtual streams. Eugene, I'll start with you on this. Um, this is one of those things where we are all looking at trade shows and, and in-person events. Granted, this is we're recording this the first Friday of, of September, uh, Cedia Expo, residential side, happens in a couple of weeks, completely virtual, right? Um, taking a look at, at, at ISE, Integrated Systems Europe, Mr. Blackman and, and that team, they are planning on what they're calling a hybrid event. So in-person in Barcelona, as well as, as having uh, um, online. Does, do events like this that happened in China and, and granted that China is, is ahead of at least the U.S. when it comes to the recovery and, and, and the second and third wave, what does this say to the industry as a whole, but also what does it say to the trade show and the, and the live events industry as we all kind of, you know, come out of this? You know, interesting enough, um, I've, I've, uh, I have quite a few people who, uh, or friends who are in the business of uh, doing rentals, equipment rentals, and they are not doing well right now, right? Uh, events, live events and hosting events and renting equipment is, uh, is a thing of, uh, I don't know if I can really say the past right now, uh, but on the flip side, we are actually using technology 
in the way we've been selling it to clients and telling clients they should use technology to solve their problem. Now we are actually using technology to solve problems. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, a uh, give and, uh, and take uh, kind of thing. Um, the other thing too is that, you know, this is a representation of how uh, globalized everything uh, has been and uh, we're just not really tapping into it, right? Um, I mean, it, it, now we have a much wider and bigger community of people to, to uh, connect with, honestly. I mean, this is, uh, again, the natural progression of technology. Yeah. Melissa, one of the aspects of this, uh, of this show that I want to highlight here, uh, and that is the, the, the industry and, and the community's use of, a, of an app called, uh, called uh, WeChat. Um, if you're not familiar with this, uh, it's owned by Facebook. And I, and I mentioned this because not to get into anything political, but there are certain um, government entities uh, who, who want to ban this um, for whatever reason. Not going to get into why they want to ban it. I just know that they want to. However, uh, there are entities that here in the States that use it to communicate with their teams uh, overseas, uh, but also obviously both in country in China, but also uh, the, a large contingent of the AV industry in India use it to communicate. Uh, both between, you know, in, in, you know in, inside their organizations as well as to their, their various uh, AV colleagues. When we're looking at, at in industry events like this and we start looking at the international part, because let's be frank, this is, again, the, the, first, the first somewhat AV trade show to happen since February, and we start connecting each other and we start connecting um, internationally. What can we do to make sure that, uh, I guess, the, not necessarily the government doesn't interfere, but the, but the government doesn't interfere in, in, uh, in our business and in, in us trying to recover here and, and get back to business? You know, um, I'm not a, a big fan of using a WeChat. Um, for us, on a global perspective, we use Zoom. Zoom chat. And if you go, if you're a little light, goes to red or um, that you're out of office, uh, we can create a complete meltdown. Um, to us, using the chat features in Zoom is equivalent to the water cooler. And it's really the only way we've survived in a global market as well as we have so far is because we're always in contact. So, I mean, if WeChat does the same thing and political whatever, um, but I think we need more than that. In order to pull off a trade show and do it with a virtual component, then I need something within that show that allows me to engage, yeah. you know? And so that's sort of what I'm looking for is, where's the engagement? I can tell you right now that you are not gonna get me on a trade show floor with a mask. So, <laughs> no way I'm doing 10, 12 hours, no. Not going to happen. So um, bless them. I saw the photos and I can't believe they, sh they showed up. Um, but I'm certainly not walking a trade show or working a trade show in a, in a mask. In a mask, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was one of the aspects of it, though. Um, and, and Eugene, back to your point about the, the live staging. These folks are, you know, um, are in, in, a, in a world of hurt right now. The UK started something called the, um, the Red Alert. Uh, here in the States, we, a, a lot of folks uh, took part of that th this year, uh, this week. Um, sure, who was one of our sponsors here at Aviation, they lit up their headquarters 
um, in, in Northern Illinois, as well as changed a number of their logos. I know other, other companies did as well. Yes, highlighting and, and kind of putting a spotlight on it is important. What else though? And, I, and I'm going to ask, and either of you can, can answer this, but what else can we do? Because, you know, yes, highlighting the fact that we make events, right? The live staging and events industry. These are the folks that make events happen every single day with the exception of last six months. But these are folks, these are men and women. These are dads and moms. These are, you know, uh, folks who have families that need to, quite frankly and quite bluntly, need to pay bills. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do we help them do that in this environment when there are, at least here in the States, uh, North America, there aren't events. I mean, is it, is it bringing them in to events like we, we, had a, we held a, 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 a product launch for uh, one of our sponsors, Atlas IED, uh, end, of, end of January. We use live events people for that launch, right? So these are, these are professionals uh, who are camera people and, and, and operators and technical directors and, and folks like that. The DNC, as well as the RNC, both sides here, they use live events folks uh, to create their virtual events. So is that where we're just, we're, we're using their skills in a creative non-events or at least not non-live event situation? You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I will get a little political just for a little bit. Uh, when uh, Hillary Clinton was, uh, was running, uh, she mentioned uh, to the uh, coal miners that uh, coal is a, is a thing of the past. Right. And uh, a lot of people took offense to that. Oh, how can she say that? You know, that's jobs, that's families, that's this and that's that. But uh, what she was actually selling was um, moving people forward. Right. Moving people forward with education, new skills, uh, adapting to new technology. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, her uh, her plans didn't necessarily uh, come through. But I think we are unfortunately holding on to well, this is what I'm used to. This is what my family does. This is what, yeah. what I know, this, you know, this and that in order to survive. And, and I do have absolute, you know, sympathy and empathy for those who are struggling, right? Uh, for a bit, we were uh, uh, struggling. There was no job. So we were trying to find a way to make money. Who can we reach out to? How, where is the industry going to go, right? And, and how can we follow that path? Um, you know, thank God I've had, you know, I have many other skills to help me carry, you know, forward. And I have the mind to try to learn new things. But uh, honestly, I think we're holding on to something that, um, you know, it, it, you know, technology is, is going to move. We have it. It's, it's, it's here for us, for us to use. And unfortunately, COVID has made it necessary for us to actually utilize the tools that we have at hand. Now, there's a, the downside to that, as you've mentioned, is people being out of jobs and things changing and you know, things of that nature. But it can also be seen as an opportunity to learn new trades, right? Or find new markets, uh, find new, new ways of honestly competing on the world stage because we're not the only ones that are going through this motion. Other countries are as well. So are we going to you know, continue to cry about? And, and I don't mean to... you know. Um, criticize anyone who may find it challenging to find a new job or maybe feed their family. That's not my, you know, that's not my place. I'm more or less looking at, are we just going to complain and criticize and whine, or are we going to find new ways of being innovative, right? How can we move forward? How can we make money in a new way, 
right? It's, it's, it's going to get to a point where I don't think we, we're going to have any more options, right? There, there'll be no options left. And um, what choice do we have then? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Our next story actually comes to us from our friends over at Commercial Integrator and Adam Forenzi. Uh, for, I'm sorry, for Ciotti. I always screwed up Adam's name. Sorry, man. Uh, and Adam's writing about how pro-AV integrators need to start paying attention to the government. We're going to talk about just here in the U.S. I would suggest that you, you know, pay attention to your, your, your government as well, regardless of where you are. But for, for Ziadi, um, this talks about and, and quotes a, actually a former uh, TechNet CEO and former U.S. Congressman uh, Rich White, who was on a, a, a recent NSCA webinar. Uh, and he says, quote, unquote, it's not the smartest person or most efficient or even necessarily most ethical person who succeeds in the in Washington, D.C. Again, that's the, you know, our, our wonderful uh, government capital. But no matter who represents them, pro-AV integrators aren't paying enough attention to politics. Now, there's a couple here, and, and, and this is not, I'm not touching the third rail. You know, I, I grew up in broadcasting and, excuse me, there, there are a couple things you don't, you don't touch. One is politics. The other one is, is religion. And I, I honestly can't remember the, the third one. Um, it was probably sports, honestly. Money, man. No, no, you, you, can, you can talk about money. Um, again, not, not talking about a political party here necessarily. But integrators need to pay attention to, to who, not only who's representing them, right? And, and unless you're AVI SPL or you're diversified, most likely you've got one representative that represents your, the region that you are impacting. Um, but there's a couple things happening in, in, the, in, in Congress, in, in DC. Number one, over the last 15 years, 20 years, the US government en masse has sold off an awfully valuable piece of property that the integration um, industry utilizes that you'll never see and that is the wireless spectrum, okay? They have sold it off in large chunks. Now, right now, the latest one, um, because of the, uh, the Sprint and T-Mobile merger, is actually giving, not necessarily getting, getting, being given back. It's actually going to Dish Network, completely separate uh, issue. But that, that uh, frequency that Sprint bought and, uh, and had as part of their portfolio, they have to sell as part of this, this merger package. But the other part... Um, is not just taxes, but also the relief that's happening that's trying to find its way through Congress. Uh, yes, they did a, a, a yeoman's work in, in March and, and got you know a bunch of money to a bunch of people. Um, we can argue and we can probably dissect the number of articles about the bad parts of that, right? The billions of dollars that went places that probably shouldn't have. They're trying to work on that now. That is being stalled. You know, we, and again, your representative is who you need to call and, and complain to. Um, but Melissa, the, the one thing that with the exception of, of NSCA and NSCA does a really good job, especially locally, uh, at the state level of, of, of informing their members what's happening as far as legislation, what can, and what should integrators do, um, to make sure that, that they're being represented and their interests are being represented, uh, both at the state house as well as, as in DC. You know, that's a great question, Tim. Um, if only I had an opinion. Um, <laughs> here, I've got Grab a cup of coffee, folks. I've got an idea. What if integrators on the whole formed a trade association who stood up 
and monitored legislation for their betterment. It's a crazy idea, but we should try it. You know, look, integrators right now have their hands full. They're trying to keep their heads above water just like the rest. I don't know that they have a lot of time to dedicate to stay current on what's happening with current legislation. I really believe that belongs to a body that supports the industry. So that's where I would go with it. You, they're, um, they're, go ahead, Eugene. The, um, uh, are you guys uh, familiar with ALEC? No. The American Legislative Exchange Council. Okay, that's, that's where it lands. Now, this is a, um, a 501c company that um, runs independently of government, however, works uh, hand in glove with Congress and lawmakers. And some of the um, companies that you find there is Apple, Google, Pfizer. I mean, Alibaba joined a couple of years ago, if I remember. Um, so it's basically a, an organization that is the convergence of both uh, lawmakers and CEOs and companies that represent particular industries. Uh, this is why, where you will find communication and big data companies um, that we're speaking of, you know, uh, the airwaves, right? So that's, this is where decisions are made and friends are created and policies are, are uh, put into place. And unfortunately, our particular industry is, um, is, is a subgroup of communication, a, subgr a subgroup of uh, you know, big data, right? We are displaying, we have a very unique position uh, when it comes to um, you know, big companies that are actually represented in Congress. And, and you know, the great thing is that you know, these companies actually help change laws, right? From food, what they, goes they into help our write body. laws. They help write laws. Yes, exactly. They help write laws. What goes into our bodies, what we see on television, what companies are able to merge, not merge, what they do with our private information and what they don't do with our private information. So all of this decision is in actuality being made behind the scene and without, in most cases, our influence. So it makes it difficult for us now to really take this position of speaking to our representatives, right? Because honestly, we don't, we don't want to have representatives. We just have corporations representing themselves in a way and representing uh, consumers. So we're technically consumers. They represent consumers, not, 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 you know, representatives. So if anything, I think that, you know, uh, Extron, um, Crestron, these manufacturers who know uh, our pulse and how we're doing in this industry, what's, you know, what we're finding, um, you know, uh, difficult uh, in maybe, you know, getting together, they are the ones that should honestly join, you know, Alec and represent us. So when the big companies, AT&T and Google and the rest of them are trying to set something up, they have a place at the table to actually speak up. For, for us. Right now, we don't have a representation, right? Um, I, back in the days when I used to do a lot of bid, we would always fall under electricians or IT, right? Yeah. We don't really have our own category per se. And so we're not really defined in that way. And in order for us to, 
to make changes will we'll unfortunately have to depend on a lot of the big manufacturers who are big enough uh, to step up to the plate and join the American Legislative uh, Exchange Council. And the more you, you described it, I, I have heard of it because there have been a number of reports from 60 Minutes and other organizations that have looked into it, mm-hmm. not on the federal level, but on the local level from a negative standpoint, just for the record. So if you go and you go on YouTube and you type in that, there'll be some very hard hitting pieces about oh, yeah. the, the dark side of Alec, right? Oh yeah, 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 indeed. Yes, I mean, it is, when you look at it, it's, it really, our interest again, once again, is being pushed down way, way, way towards the back and uh, corporations are stepping up and replacing you know, us in that yeah. way. And it is a negative, but unfortunately, you know, our voice have become so small that we are, I think we just got to play the game. So, yes, there's a lot of negative um, uh, stories about Alec. And quite frankly, I don't believe in Alec. I think it's a horrible, you know, setup. Um, it, we should have direct representations. Our interest should not be sidelined for lobbyists and special interests. But unfortunately, that is the world and, 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 you know, that we are living in. And in order for us to get forward, you know, like you said, you started off the story by saying that, you know, politics is one of those things where, you know, it's like a, a taboo, you know, discussed, yep. right? Or religion, you know, discussed, right? And so that, that is part of why I guess we don't really focus very much on it because it is something that we are uncomfortable talking about at the workplace. And uh, the more, the more, honestly, I think we, I don't know who started that saying that politics is, you know, we shouldn't discuss politics or religion. I think the person that perhaps started that saying probably is working for the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Because, (laughs) because when we do discuss politics, right. Um, it, it, uh, we, I, I think we, we have better representations because we share our grief, our anger and our interests and, and we're, they're forced to listen. But when we keep it, you know, kind of hidden like that, oh, I don't discuss politics. I'm not going to talk about this and talk about that. Then yes, the, the, the big organizations, right. They're okay discussing politics because they are part of it and they are the ones now, now taking over and they can't, you know, so I don't think. Look, I think there's a way for us all to come together and have a decent moral conversations about things that maybe we agree or disagree on, but it should not, you know, we should not be throwing the, the, the baby out with the bathwater and, and not discuss politics and religion because it's just, you know, it's, we live in it. Yeah. Why can we not talk about it? Tim, there's your next show, Politics and Religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that one. That's all right, bless. Last story here comes to us from our friends over at AV Network, Yamaha this week. Uh, they have debuted their Adicia uh, Enterprise Audio System. This is an all-in-one system. Uh, you can take a look at the, at the video that Yamaha posted on, on uh, SDN's website. Uh, the one thing about this is this is an entirely uh, eco, new ecosystem for them, for Yamaha. Uh, it is not brand spanking new necessarily. Uh, it is a ceiling microphone system. Uh, it's very possible that it looks um, and acts like some other ceiling microphone systems that may or may not be um, have patents or may or may not be in the legal system over patents. I'll let you and the lawyers decide that. Uh, but Melissa, here, I want to start with you on this. Uh, when it comes to systems like this, and there are a couple others out there, um, 
that are all in one ecosystems. Um, sure, again, um, uh, sponsor here, theirs is, is their their uh, ceiling microphone isn't necessarily an all in one ecosystem, but uh, clear one is uh, Stem Audio has has some as well. Um, what are some of the benefits, but also what are some of the drawbacks of an all in one kind of package deal where you're you're kind of um, one company is providing the the entire system there? So I like the entire system as an ecosystem. I'm I'm good with that. Um, components that work together, that are planning to work together. That's great. I'm all in. The problem I run into is how much control do I have to tweak the system? Hmm. Because for me, it's hard to find a room that can automatically be set and meet everybody's expectations. So this new product from Yamaha has been 10 years in the making. So they've been working on this product for 10 years. Um, I'm anxious, we, we did get a sneak peek. I'm anxious to see um, how much leverage they give us because you know you can't get any of us to agree that what the room sounds like, right? Um, we're never gonna be happy unless we can tweak. So I really wanna be able to do that. But as far as having packages working together, you know, everything is set up to work with each other, I'm good with that. All right. Eugene, same kind of question. What do we think about all-in-one systems like this? You know, first of all, Yamaha. I love Yamaha. I've been using Yamaha for a very long time. Um, I, have a, I have a piano that's Yamaha. I started out in recording studios with a JV-1080 Yamaha. My surround sound is uh, Yamaha. So, you know, Yamaha, honestly, uh, really is a great company, in my personal opinion. Um, everything I've purchased, Yamaha has been really great. And... Uh, you know, I can't say I've actually used Yamaha in a uh, commercial, you know, uh, integration. Uh, so this should be very interesting. Um, but to your point, Melissa, is that, you know, Yamaha does claim that, you know, their microphones, you don't need to manually adjust the lobes because they, they work for you, right? So, you know, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know. But it's a bad thing for people like myself that, you know, make money on commissioning because now, we just throw it up there and we walk away, right? But that's where, you know, um, the industry really is going is simple Zoom rooms. So they're trying to corner a market or they're seeing an opportunity to have that one size fit all solution. Um, and um, actually, I would be very interested in seeing what this sounds like. Yeah, I am too. And, and let, let you know, remind folks that Yamaha a number of years ago purchased Revo Labs, mm -hmm. which I, 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 you would assume that some of that technology is, is built into the, some of these microphones, as well as Yamaha's you know, existing really smart engineers. So, absolutely. All right, guys, that'll go, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you both so much. Melissa Dillman from Starin. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure. And how do people get a hold of you or Starin Marketing? Hey, you know what? You can find me and my team at Team Zoom at staring.biz. All right, very good. Eugene, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim, for having me. It's been uh, fun. And how do people get a hold of you or Art Media? Uh, straight on our website, uh, artmediacorp.com, uh, and uh, you'll find uh, contact information there. All right, very good. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, uh, don't follow me uh, on the Twitters, but go by the website if you would, please. Avionation.tv, that's avionation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. While you're there, uh, two things. Check out our underwriter section. These are the folks who help us uh, financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and a whole lot more. And we have a brand new webinar coming down the pipeline this Thursday uh, with the guys from LG 
and Savvy uh, Control. Uh, Savvy 3 came out. Uh, very interesting. Uh, they are uh, really doing some interesting things, uh, especially in the hospitality uh, and the restaurant uh, part of for control and automation, as well as um, uh, you know making sure that the end user customer customer experience is really uh, really kind of up there. So uh, you can ch- check that out on our website as well and sign up for that. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And that's all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>